Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Genesis with chapter 27 in verse 1. We see time has moved forward just a little bit further. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, he called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son! Yes, father, Esau replied. I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I may die. Take your bow and quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son, before I die. So we're going to pause there. So Isaac knows that God said that the older one will serve the younger when they were born. He knows that that God said that, but he is resisting that. Esau is Isaac's favorite, so he is wanting to get this blessing out before he dies and give the blessing to Esau. So we'll continue on here in verse 5. But Rebekah overheard what Isaac had said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt for the wild game, she said to her son Jacob, Listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you here. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. Then take the food to your father so that he can eat it and bless you before he dies. So, Rebecca, she's being a little sneakster here. Her favorite is Jacob. So she wants Jacob to have the blessing. She knows also that God said the older will serve the younger. And she's intervening and taking things into her own hands to ensure that happens instead of trusting God. In verse 11, it continues, But look, Jacob replied to Rebekah, My brother Esau is a hairy man, and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him, and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. But his mother replied, Then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get those goats for me. So Jacob went out and got the young goats for his mother. Rebekah took them and prepared a delicious meal, just the way Isaac liked. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and she gave them to her younger son Jacob. She covered his arms and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including the freshly baked bread. So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said. Yes, my son, Isaac answered. Who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, It's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here's the wild game. Now sit up and eat so you can give me your blessing. So this is lie number one that Jacob tells. In verse 20, Isaac asked, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord, your God, Put it in my path, Jacob replied. That's lie number two. And also note that he says, the Lord, your God. Jacob doesn't claim God as his God. He's not a believer yet. In verse 
22, he continues. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you're really Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau? he asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. And that's lie number three. In verse 25, it continues. But Isaac said, Now, my son, bring me the wild game and let me eat it, and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father, and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced, and he blessed his son, and he said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed, and all who bless you will be blessed. So he gave Jacob the blessing that by birthright belonged to Esau. In verse 30 it continues, As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father. Then he said, Sit up, my father, and eat my wild game so that you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, Who are you? Esau replied, It's your son, your firstborn son Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, Then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it, and I blessed him just before you came. And yes, that blessing must stand. When Esau heard his father's words, he let out a loud, bitter cry. Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me, too, he begged. But Isaac said, Your brother was here, and he tricked me, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, No wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Isaac said to Esau, I have made Jacob your master and have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for me to give you, my son? Esau pleaded, But do you only have one blessing? Oh, my father, bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept bitterly. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, You will live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake this yoke from your neck. 
So we're going to pause here and just touch on a few things from these verses so far. First of all, they're they're comparing. This family is full of comparison. They're compare, there's favoritism. There's comparison. The brothers compare themselves to each other. The parents compare the siblings to each other. And comparison, what it does is it robs you of you. It either is going to bring you pride in yourself or jealousy. And you'll be like, you'll either feel like you're better than everyone else or worse than everyone else. And it, it robs you of who you truly are and who God meant you to be. So first of all, comparison, not cool. And this family has tons of favoritism. Dad favors Esau, mom favors Jacob. And God's grace is, these these people are a mess, but God's grace is not dependent on our goodness or our perfection or whether we do good or not good. God's grace is God's grace. And God's grace meets us wherever we are. And here we have a dad who is trying to um, evade God's word and give the blessing to the son that he wants to give the blessing to. We have a shady mom who's trying to intervene and take the matter into her own hands instead of trusting God. And um, she plan she plots her own plan and disregards the hand of God. And we have Jacob who is sneaky and lying. He told three lies and um, went along with this plan, and everyone other than God is getting it all wrong. But regardless, God still accomplishes his plan through the mess. This was God's plan. It just wasn't how God intended to bring it forth. And the blessing is given to to Jacob. And this was God's plan, but they all interfered. And Jacob was blessed none the, nonetheless. And Jacob lied, Isaac denied God's plan, and Rebekah refused to trust God's way. But regardless of all that mess, the blessing was still given to Jacob, and God's plan was brought forth, just not how God wanted to bring it forth. And because of their actions, there's going to be consequences, and they're going to have to be accountable for what they've done and face the consequences of what they did. And Jacob, when he was going along with this deceitful plan, he was more concerned about his appearance and how he appeared to be mocking someone than the actual mocking of someone that he was doing. He wasn't concerned about what he was doing other than how he would appear in doing this. And um, he's he's more concerned about his reputation than his character. And um, doing what you're supposed to be doing is we have Esau. He's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, but not getting what he thought he'd get. So when we move on to Esau, he ends up bitter and weeping, and he cries out in desperation. There's a desperation in his pleads and his cries, and he's asking for this blessing or any blessing, any little bit of blessing he can get from his father. In him, he and his father obviously have a good relationship. So he's like, is there nothing left for me? Can you not give me even just a little bit? And a blessing is a proclamation of who they are and where they are going. And he just wants something. He wants something to hold on to. And um, the 
the the big part that I really wanted to to get to through all of this is he did get a blessing. His dad did give him a blessing, and it was that he's going to live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the heavens above. There's going to be hard soil. He's going to have to work hard. He's going to live by the sword. There's going to be warring. This isn't a great blessing so far, but the key piece is um, it also says that he's always going to serve his brother. So basically, he's always going to be a servant. But listen to the but. I'm going to read this again. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. So we can decide to break free from comparison. We can decide to be our own person and be ourselves. And when we compare ourselves to each to other people, it's like you're tying a tight rope around your neck and basically suck, suffocating yourself out of yourself. And when you say, oh, she has such a beautiful house. Why don't I ever get a house? Well, you know what? Maybe your house is exactly where God wants you to be. And you're choking yourself out of who and where God wants you to be. And um, all of these things we do, all these things we compare to things that, that aren't applicable in our own personal lives, it chokes us out of who we are. So we can decide. As soon as he decides to break free from this, he will be free from this. The yoke will be removed from his neck once he makes that decision to break free. So we'll continue on in verse 41. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme. I will soon be mourning my father's death. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So this is some of those consequences of this big mess that they created. It's the consequences of their deception. But Rebecca heard about Esau's plan. So she sent for Jacob and told him, Listen, Esau is consoling himself by plotting to kill you. So listen carefully, my son. Get ready and flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay there with him until your brother cools off. When he calms down and forgets what you have done to him, I will send for you to come back. Why should I lose both of you in one day? So again, we have a shady, conniving mom who is going to interfere and send Jacob away. Like, get out of here. He's going to try to kill you. I can't lose you. And these are the repercussions of their interference and lies and um, not trusting God. This is the consequences they have to face for not trusting God's plan and God's way to bring forth his his mission and his call. And he, he did have a call in Jacob's life, and he does, and he, he will bring it forth. But because of the mess they created by not trusting God, he has to work through them through a few things along the way. One of them is Esau is now harboring hatred, and Jacob now has to flee. So as as we can see here, there's a lot of really good lessons to learn in chapter 27. And the biggest, I think, is to make sure we're not choking ourselves in comparison and making sure we're living our lives the way that we're supposed to live our lives and what we're meant to be and be who we are and not who we think we should be compared to everyone else around us. So that wraps up chapter 27 and we'll continue on our journey tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.